episode of the internet's most hated mafia themed geek podcast long coat mafia podcast it is i the one the only reverend godfather aka the martinsburg madman aka this show's frontman and main host ladies and gentlemen boys and girls aliens of all shapes sizes colors ages and those visiting from the shadow realm that wished to listen to our podcast. So, first things first. Let's play a drinking game. So, grab your favorite beverage, whatever it might be, and take a drink every time I say one or more of the following. Sunday, September 17th. Sunday, September 17th. Or any combination thereof. That being said, I know last week... I told you all of you guys and gals and aliens out there that uh, by the time the end of the week rolled around, I'd have a new original episode for all of you out there featuring me and Sasha the Princess of Darkness. But due to uh, various scheduling conflicts and health issues and so forth and so on, me and Sasha didn't get around to record, therefore no brand new episode last week this week today sunday september 17th me and sasha managed to record said episode or a brand new original episode i do have the files on hand so i could convert them edit them and so forth and so on and put them out for all of you to listen to later this week and hopefully I'll also have a Lost Media episode featuring the Covert cast for you guys later this week as well. Maybe, quite possibly, because I want to put one out for all of you. Because I know you all uh, enjoy or seemingly enjoy those Covert cast episodes uh, posted up as Lost Media episodes. Uh, but in this retrospective slash Lost Media episode is kind of a... Uh, combination or a bunch of Lost Media episodes squished into one. And what I mean by that is because, well, I dived into uh, the archives that I have of old episodes and Lost Media, especially the Lost Media episodes, and I decided, you know what, let's go into the digital folder of the Electric Eye podcast and dig out a few episodes, or at least one or two episodes of that. And since I saw there there were three episodes pertaining to the Baltimore Comic Con that happened in 2008, or at least when we visited that show in 2008, to kind of give all of you out there uh, that discussion. Uh, now, what is the Electric Eye for all you new, new listeners out there? Um... The Electric Eye podcast was a podcast that me and Big Candy did back in 2008 and 2009. Uh, It only lasted uh, a few episodes. We never really got into anything regular in regards to it. Uh, We do, like, some some weeks we'd put out three episodes. Uh, Other weeks we'd not put anything out. But... uh, the episodes lasted about a half hour, 
40 minutes or so. But um, again, I want to share this Baltimore Comic Con review uh, that we put out back in 2008. Uh, but let me say this. These episodes you're going to hear do not just contain me and Big Candy. They contained one episode contained, or I should say contains me and Mad-Eye Marky, which uh, it was his own, maybe one, one of maybe two episodes he did with the show that we kind of spread out over the course of that month or what have you. Um, plus, I'm also including... Uh, a episode of the new type of cons that were emerging at that time, meaning the cons that had uh, that were starting to appear that you had to pay for autographs for celebrities, pay for photo ops, and so forth and so on, and some of the cons that were coming out of the in 2009 and so forth and so on, and talking about those shows. So, uh, please enjoy these Lost Media episodes featuring me and Big Candy. Now, let me just say this. Me and Big... Uh, the reason why I also like these old Electric Eye episodes is because they feature Big Candy. Big Candy has always been a part of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. He's... Um, I consider him a founding member. He's the one that I, I always bounced ideas off of, uh... He's the one that kind of encouraged me to do this, and uh, he's been my cheerleading squad. He's been my, uh, not just my yes man, he's been my no man, uh, guy that, you know, the person to keep me in check all these years and made sure that I stuck around uh, to bring this content for all of you. So, uh, that being said... While I'm editing the brand new episode featuring myself and Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, here is the Lost Media episodes, or quasi-Lost Media episodes, featuring me, Big Candy, and Mad-Eye Marky talking about new cons and Baltimore Comic-Con 2008. So, hey Dave, cue the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. The Electric Eye Collective. What's your geek? I am your co-host for this evening, Reverend Jim Esquire, your other lovely half of this broadcast. Co-host, I should say, the Reverend Jim Esquire, a.k.a. the Greek Hammer. Is on vacation tonight. He'll be back tomorrow. But across from me, taking his place, is the person we kidnapped from Pennsylvania. You just called him Reverend Jim. Oops. My bad. Stupid identity. He's my evil twin. <laughs> He's holding me hostage. Um, I'm the Reverend Jim Esquire, sitting in for Big Candy tonight in the comm chair. Um, which means this He's podcast is... good. good. <laughs> Right, this podcast is going to suck. Um, I said, across from me is Mad-Eye Marky, whom we kidnapped over the weekend. Howdy! Uh, we're back from, in essence, back from Baltimore. Big Candy will be doing a Baltimore <coughs> review probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Hopefully. Um, when he gets back from vacation, he's taking t- some time off with his fiance. 
Um, so, what'd you think? I'm quite looking at your voice going up and down. But it's a pretty light. <laughs> yeah, it's a light. This is an interview. Oops, don't work. Well, duh, yeah, if you're going to use a spotlight on somebody, you should make sure the bulb works. No work. Well, as far as Baltimore goes, it's definitely a hell of a lot better than Philly was. Anything's better than Philly. <laughs> well, the first couple of years it was all right, and then it just kind of dropped off and became a media thing. No, Phil, Wizard World Philly is the bastardized child of the other three Wizard World stuff. Yeah, that's about what it is. Stuff. Stuff. I mean, you know, Philly is no New York. And Baltimore is no New York. But Baltimore had more of a, I don't know, an up-close sort of happy sort of feeling. Whereas New York was, ju it was just uh, a madhouse. It was nothing but movie people and other stuff. It wasn't about the comics. It was about the movies. And if you could get to see this panel. And if you could get to see that panel. And, well, let's see, did Wizard World all try? Yeah, Wizard World tried to get Alfred Molina there when Spider-Man 2 was going to be released. And, well, they just kind of screwed that pooch in a big, big way. They always screw their, their so-called bigger stuff, but that's a different podcast altogether. Oh, yeah. Um, today, we're kind of focusing on Baltimore, what happened. Um, for the sake of argument, or for our listeners, what few we have... Hopefully we would have got more. We will get more after this weekend. After they listen to our demo CD that we put out. Thank you guys for picking it up. For those who are new listeners, uh, who picked up our the boot official bootleg flyers and the our demo CDs. Uh, we'll do shoutouts to everybody on Tuesday. Except for the guys who ripped you off. Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> there's. We put out, we, over the past couple of weeks, we've been trying to burn CDs. We only got 50 done. We did labels. We did official flyers that we included. We didn't get a chance to do the buttons to include with them. But we had the CD, the flyers, a label on the back. Only to find out today, when we were going through the, the other the, free stuff. The there advertisement was a CD, table. Yeah, the advertisement table, the swag table. Um... There were CDs from Suckcast, I believe it was. Yep, that was it. They included a CD of their probably their podcast. It looked like it was done last night or at the hotel. It didn't even look like it had anything of a label to it. It was just a blank CD, a blank face more or less, and a little sticker on the outside. Yeah, saying, listen to me in the, your car on the way home. Duh. But, you know, still. Ours was, made an, at least we made an attempt to be a little bit more professional. <coughs> yeah. Uh, but. <clears throat> Gotta do something about that call. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, traditions. We met, you met a lot of people. Must tell a few of your stories that you met. I know, my, my usual traditions are, I like to meet at least one legend Every show. Like, in New York, I had the pleasure of meeting Erwin Hansen, who did uh, the Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, which was amazing to see him. But down here, I got I got to meet Don Rosa, who did a cool, mad-looking Uncle Scrooge 
from the DuckTales, yes. I I actually owned the DuckTales movie, The Secret of the Magic Lamp, or whatever it was. Ooh. And I got to meet Mike Mignola, who kind of looked at us odd when we handed him a baseball to be signed. We wanted to originally get Jim Lee to sign the baseball because he threw out the first pitch for Friday night's game, but his line filled up real stinking quick. His always does. Yeah. And... I had the pleasure of meeting him many times, actually. I had my picture taken with him. He's a hell of a nice I, guy. I've met him, too. He's an, he is a nice guy. Just that his line does fill up fast. And on occasion, if you have him on your MySpace page, he will actually reply to you. Not in a comment or anything, but an actual private message. Which he did to me. It, it was He has something going on with his eye. So if you you know want to send your best wishes to him, feel free. Look him up on, on MySpace anytime. But he has something going on with his eye that it's it's hard for him to draw. And I'm sure he was only doing a few sketches like uh, Tommy Castillo, who I met today, who lives, oddly enough, near me back in Pennsylvania. He was only doing two sketches. One was for a guy who did some kind of zombie thing on a one of the special Secret Invasion covers with nothing on the cover but a blank piece. And he did one for me only because I kind of challenged him and offered him a little stitch figure in return. Anybody who knows Tommy knows for a fact that he's a stitch freak. Yeah. I met a lot. Of, I try to get a lot of things done. I'm usually, there's usually a bet going on. Um, I try to, I have a little plastic finger. Which, when you pull the tip on it, it farts. It emits a farting noise. Um, me and Matt, I knew no artists who have good sense of humor. Very good sense of humor. Uh, that would J.G. Jones especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, that you know, since we had like about an hour and a half, two hour drive to Baltimore, and only got maybe about. Four or five hours sleep last night. If I complete that. if that. I you know just forgot to bring bring it with me. I know he would have at least pulled it and laughed over it. He probably would have made me an offer like, "Can I use this?" Uh, but no. it's it's one of the things that we that we like to do. We don't we don't go out there and to, and I was in line behind somebody who pulled it this time and it pissed me off just as much. Guys, if you're going to a show. Don't take 20,000 issues for somebody to sign when you have people behind you who just want one oh, signature yeah. or two signatures or something like that. A lot of the artists will tell you that they're only, they only do sketches at certain times, like Rag Morales was doing that today. Yeah. But don't take 20,000 things. Take two or three. Because no matter what you think, you can't take it with you. It's cool if you have one thing. Pick your favorite thing and take that with if you want to be odd, take a baseball or take. Well, you can't really take a football because that doesn't really look right. Look right. Smooth surfaces, surfaces. But take a blank piece of cardboard, or an electric guitar, or an acoustic guitar. We have change it up for the people so they. Like in one year in Philly, we saw someone bring a DC Monopoly board and a Marvel Monopoly board. And I saw somebody the following year bring a. It was a Spider-Man Monopoly. And he had both Marita sign it. And this year... Not that we like yeah. Philly. Um, 
this year we got more free stuff than any other year. Uh, we have, free, you know, gift bags for you guys. Uh, plans of what we'll be giving out and when at a later date. Uh, but for now, well, let me put it like this. I had so much stuff on my back. If you tipped me over, I'd be looking like a little turtle on its back and just all fours just waving in the air. Which people would just would have pointed and laughed at him. I myself mm -hmm. have the unfortunate problem of, at the moment, I have an ulcer on my foot, so I couldn't do much walking. I overdid it the first day, but today I, we kind of slowed it down. Reverend Jim here helped push me around, working his Uphill, muscles out. both ways, <laughs> with and five tons of stuff on my back. Yesterday, when we filled it, we filled bags with posters, which is one of the things you got. You guys, if you like free stuff, go to a show. Even if you only go for one day for a couple of hours. Go in, wander around, meet some of the people. They gave away. There was a DreamWorks, Lionsgate, whatever the hell it was. That's a sad outside thing. Outside the hall. That had posters for Sex Drive. Yeah, that... Um, Punisher, Twilight. Even though we got a couple of stuff, but they were... At certain points, they... That booth was really fucking stingy. You'd yeah. walk up... They, they, you take one if you had a friend at home. They like, you're only allowed to take one, uh, ma'am. You know my friend's hand in a wheelchair. Then you're allowed to take two. Now, in their, in their defense, and I can understand that they only bring so many with. Yeah. And as luck would have it, today we were just about to leave, and we were sitting out. It, it looked like a bro what I call a broken O. It was. Two table. It was a table on each side with an open space, then another two tables, and then their screen in the back, which is always red, white, and blue for some reason. They can't get any other colors for any other conventions. But inside were seats where you could watch trailers of all kinds of movies. Twilight was in there. They showed a, a new trailer for The Punisher, which was really cool. They showed Jigsaw for any of you fans who like that kind of thing, which will be out in December. And we were just about to leave, and all of a sudden they say, we're going to be giving out posters and hats for the new Twilight movie. Which is a vampire kind of tale. All, all the little girls love it. It stars, uh, I, don't know, I don't know the actor's name offhand, but it's the guy who played Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter movies. And all the girls were walking around with the shirts on. Uh, actually, Big Candy's fiance got a t-shirt. Reverend Jim and I got hats. But it's not about... It's not always about the free stuff. With anything... Now, I'm going, I'm going to go a little philosophical here, but... Anything in life, it's not just about the free stuff you get. It's about the experiences you have. We met new people. We saw very beautiful women walking around. We saw some really strange characters. I saw a kid... Who looked like he pulled a Boba Fett uniform out of a garbage can? It was made. It looked like it was made out of a, a milk jug and colored duct tape. Yeah, and people were taking pictures of him. We had dreadnoughts walking around. Yeah. We had Blade like, and Spider-Man. We had a black Batman. Yep. Um. Blade, Blade, Blade was, was there. Blade was there. Blade was hammered out a couple times. Yeah. Snake Eyes was there. Man, um, it was only it was only Snake Eyes, and there was like five dreadnoughts walking around. Um, I mean, you had 
V people walk around. Who are actually very cool to talk to. And even pose for plenty of pictures. pictures. Yeah, you but had most this... of the kids that were most of the kids and the people that were there looked at them like, "Who the hell are you?" For those of you who don't know, V was a, was at first a mini series, then later a series on I think it was NBC. Something on NBC, ABC, and it starred Mark Singer and oh. Michael Ironside. That, that, that guy point. from uh, what was that movie? Um, uh, it was about dreaming. Um, um. Weird little nerdy looking guy. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Robert Englund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who played Willie, a. Uh, uh, forgive my terminology here, but they actually referred to him as it in the show. He is retarded. He was one of the good guys working for the bad guys. And it was just a goofy series basically about people coming down from other worlds. And saying they want to help us, they want to do this, they want to do that. And all they really wanted was food, which was us. I think they defeated them by putting some kind of red mist in the atmosphere. Which was like biological warfare or something yeah. like that. And it killed them off and blah, blah, blah. And they went away. Um, with them being there, they kind of broke a tradition that <laughs> seemed to follow me from <laughs> Philly yeah. to Baltimore. Which was, um, every time I made up with the Star Wars people, they seemed to want to kick my ass. Um, see, every photo I've posted, uh, I'll try to put photos on our MySpace page. Uh, I'll give that page I've, out. I've taken some of the pictures, too. They always seem to either want to punch them or put a gun on them or something. Or lightsaber me, uh, something one way or another. <laughs> And I don't know what the hell he does to them, but they just seem to, they don't like him yeah, very much. Mad Eye, they're shaking his hand. Yeah, they're boy, you know, give me the th- I got the thumbs up from Vader. But this year, the tradition got broken. I got a gun pointed at me by one of the V people instead of Star Wars people. You just can't trust the lizard people. That's what there's to it. Let's see. Uh, I might give a pre-shout out to the guys at Gamer Vision and... Something Cast, that's their podcast. Uh, the guy that was there, his name is Chris Buick. B-U-E-K. I'm probably killing your name. I'm sorry. Um, he is representing GamerVision.com, which is uh, the MySpace equivalent for gamers. That's what he was telling me about. Again, that's their website. Cool concept there. Um, again, their webs- website is GamerVision.com. And the guy's podcast, uh, I'm going to give a... Oh, dropping the card. Butterfingers. Butterfingers is something cast. Uh, he said they are iTunes searchable. I'm not sure if they have a, uh, a website like ours. So, I guess you could give Chris a email at uh, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at GamerVision. Which is spelled G A M E R V I S I O N dot com, and um, ask them if Something Cast has a website. If you don't want to do iTunes, so as always, ours is both iTunes searchable, and we do have a website. So again, I walked around. 
spoke to a lot of the independents there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't just pay attention. I, I know you. I know you want to talk about the independents, but there's one thing I we'll have probably to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow with, uh, if not Tuesday with Big Candy. But there's one thing I have to. I have to say, and if any, I doubt anybody from Marvel really pays attention. Oh yeah, that's but the big... Pardon my language, Marvel. You got to get off your fat ass. And go to the convention that's still a comic book convention. I know you're big into yeah. the media stuff with your movies and your goofy storylines lately. But DC shows up. Image yeah. shows up. Dark Horse is there. You know, Every, The only two um, comic publishers that did not show up is you, Marvel. And yes, Joe, it's all magic, Quesada. And um, the other company was Aspen. Aspen, I will forgive. Aspen did have a delegation there. Peter Staggerwalt was in the back, and he had a booth up for Fathom. He, they did have a little delegation there. You can't say that they weren't there. But they didn't have a I mean, big... a, a, an official Aspen booth. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Aspen is one of the... But at uh, least they did show up. But I'm, not in full I'm force. Not, not in full force. I'm talking a full force booth. Um, I'm, we're not saying Marvel artists and writers did not show up. Yep, Tom Brevoort was there. There was there's plenty of people. But there. we're talking a full Marvel presence, presence, yeah, yeah, a uh, full company presence like Dark Horse, DC, Image, um, and there's, the, there's the other there's, big there's, names. There's actually another thing that's been bugging. Aspen's been a little is a little company. Yeah, compared um, to them, compared to all them. So they're kind of forgivable. Yep. Um, we're not knocking Aspen. They're a good company. They put out got great, incredible they, artists. Yeah. Um, but Michael Turner started it years ago. Rest in peace. But Marvel, please, you have to have more of a presence, okay? And your presence at either New York or Philly is lackluster at that. When you have. Uh, Dark Horse giving out stigmata bags, uh, which is the big the big be- yellow bag. Big yellow bags you could carry infants in. Um, at least who was giving out the Michael Turner R.I.P. pins? That was that was that the, was them. That was Peter Staggerwalt was in the back. Okay, he, he was the one giving them out. Um, Image was selling stuff, and fo- they were there selling stuff. Top Cow was, Top there. Cow was there selling stuff. Uh, and giving out information and all that. Happy to answer questions about whatever comic you're into. Um, but here's a warning for you, for you con-goers. Except, except maybe for San Diego, because we've never been there. We don't know what they do. But one of the things that Marvel does not do on a regular basis is give away free stuff. DC always has a big set of tables. With, with pins, pins. There was a fan-type thing for the new Batman's series is coming on the Cartoon Network. They put stuff out to get people to, to the stay booth. around. Uh, they had mouse pads this year. Yeah, for Zuda Comics, which is actually a cool site you should check out. You can create your own comics, upload them, and do some nice stuff with it. Dark Horse had this, the big stigmata bags. They had uh, the, the Hellboy books. Not the Hellboy. It's like a little preview yeah, manga pre- book. They gave out pencils. Which was a, actually an odd one. They but had still, posters and they stuff. Had posters. Yusaju Jimbo was one of them. Yeah. Um, they also. Um, but you're going to get. If any of you email us, we'll give out the email address. Um, 
will say, well, Marvel gave out a a scroll mask. Ooh. Yes, a, scro- I, I was, a scroll mask. I was when... in New York for, for the New York Comic Con this year, and they gave out little little masks. And I'm not talking like a little like form-fitting mask. No, this was kind of the paper ones like you would cut out of the... Uh, when we out of a kids. newspaper. No, not out of a newspaper. Off the back of a cereal box. box. Ooh. Right. With a little rubber band thing on it. They gave. They also gave away magnets that were supposed to be about Iron Man, because Iron Man hadn't come out yet. And But they would later on, they would do the thing they did in Philly, which is they get a guy in a microphone and a bunch of prizes, and people go, ooh, 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 to win the prizes. And they also did, did their Marvel panel where they give away stuff in there, too. But... It's not... But it's not the same it's as... It's not the same because not everybody can get into the panels. Not everybody can go to the panels. Right. You have... Marvel has to do something that gets people there. And I'm not talking about giving away... Having a little... Ta- I mean a little table. Not even as big as this desk is. With... I think it was a sketchbook for the Dark Tower. The one year I went. And a little newspaper thing about Spider-Man being back in black. And goofy stuff like that. You need to do more than postcards and a little newspaper thing. You got to put the buttons out there. And do- supposedly, Marvel has a new marketing director, from what I heard in New York. Yeah, they weren't uh, there in Ooh. in Baltimore. But overall, before we have to wrap this up, I know we got some time left. What was your overall impressions of Baltimore? I thought it was better put together, although it still had its little bits of disorganization. But any con will have that. But it's. Baltimore is a comic book convention. It has comic book people, people selling toys and stuff like that. But it's about the comics. It's still about the comics. Where New York is always about the media buzz. You know, what movie's coming out? Because the big thing up there was Hellboy and Iron Man and stuff like that. But nothing, you know. Yeah, Baltimore even, doesn't have that, which is a good thing. It's still about the comics. Even Amanda Connor said the, it's the big reason why they keep coming back every year and saying yes. Not that they, you know, don't like, oh, it's Baltimore again. The, the reason why they always say yes to come back is because they love coming back. They love being there. They love the feel of the con, the environment of the con. And it's always fun. And another word of advice before we go... If you're going to a con, show up early, early. on the first day. There For Baltimore, there's not a whole lot of exclusives. I think there was a total of seven. Yeah. There's a couple comic books. A cool-ass, kick-ass Batman Tumblr that has art from Jim Lee on Yeah, that's the thing. Baltimore has its own exclusives. Exclusive. Not like Philly, that they have to have the hand-me-downs of the other conventions. Well, they, they do have some... Like Aspen was a Aspen is always a big part when well, Michael I'm Turner just saying, was still alive. I mean though. their own Wizard World Philly. Yeah, exclusive. something that's a signature piece for that convention. Which Baltimore had the tumblers. Yeah, they had a special cover for I think it was Secret Invasion. There was three geeks. There was there was a fat a special fathom mm-hmm. issue. It was, might have been one of the last ones Turner did. I don't know. But you gotta go. You gotta head out early. Make sure you take your take a bottle of water, an empty bag, and a strong, strong mule arm. <laughs> well, mule works, but I don't think they let them inside. Say it's a sing I mule. Unless you, unless you have a cousin who's really kind of duh. 
So, and it was real cheap too. It was twenty five dollars for two dates. Which I think I think New York is forty or forty five for two days, three days for the three days, and Philly's about the same. Philly will give you a goodie bag to begin with. New York didn't really give you much of a goodie bag to start with, but there was so much inside. Baltimore, no, they didn't give you the goodie bag, but they had plenty of stuff there that inside you can just pick and, up. And outside. And you always see somebody carrying, where did they get that? Next mentions a place like Dark Horse is usually, here, give, you know, take, take this, it. take this. You got a friend? Yes. Take another, take another one. one. Do they have friends? Yes. Here, have a stack. They weren't stingy about anything, no. which is a great thing to do because it brings people back. We had people that asked, where's the dark horse? But, oh, it's right over there on the other side. And, cool. And people were buying prints and stuff like like Reverend Jim here loves his prints. Loves Love his page art. John, uh, Mark McKenna? Is a great person to go see. He's friendly. Oh, He'll give you a good he deal. A good deal. Every time I came back, it was like... Oh, you're and back he, again. Hello. And he remembered and our, our names. names. And we were there the day before. And he was like, I'll give you a deal. I'm like, okay, how about this and this? Uh, $100 for the both. Okay. okay. <laughs> and a lot of the, every artist we met was good sports. Yeah. Today, signing the baseball. Uh, more, more on that with uh, Big Candy. Because both of us are going to go into it. Cram a whole mess of stuff, an hour's worth of stuff in a half hour. Um, I'm not going to, since I'm the only one running the show, we're not going to include a ending song because it's going to hard, not hard to put an ending song to this, know how. but yeah, not, I don't really know. I, I know how just that. I don't think a he lot doesn't of want to screw it up. Right. Other than already have. So please again, email us at EECF25428 at comcast.net so we'll hopefully see a lot of you guys at next year's Baltimore Comic Con stay tuned to this podcast for interviews we'll have interviews with a lot of the independents that were at Baltimore that live in this area stay tuned man stay tuned all of you and to all the guys at um, Bounty Hunter uh, everybody keep on Keep on doing what you're doing. We're pulling for you. We love the independence. We'll speak to you guys soon. Peace out. Later. Later. No wonder the show Welcome, new listeners. This is the Electric Eye Collective Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Reverend Jim Esquire, and back from his vacation and sitting in the stinkiest calm chair ever is... Hi, fuckers. It's Big Candy. (laughs) So, we're... This is our second podcast, kind of covering everything that happened this weekend at the Baltimore Comic Con. 
and we were in essence told there were 31,000 people that showed up over the course of the weekend. Word. That was the projected estimate. Yep. So what what the actual numbers are, we don't know, but it's pretty probably, e- probably to, easy to find out. We yeah. might have an answer by the next time we broadcast. We're, we're thinking that it's probably at least 30,000. At least. If not more. Yeah. And that so, was for the both days. Both so. days. Hell of a good show. We gave out, like I probably said, I didn't get a chance to re-listen to our podcast that I posted up uh, the other night. We gave out, we brought 50 <sighs> demo CDs to the con. Um, all of them went like hotcakes. Um, How do hotcakes go? Down pretty good, oh, yeah. uh, especially with maple that? syrup. I say it goes like hotcakes. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What if you don't like? It's, it's, it's all of a sudden it's like if you bring out a plate of hotcakes, you're getting swarmed. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've never had that happen before. But. Um, unfortunately, we also had out that a lot of people probably took, which was our official bootleg flyers. Official. Uh, a lot. One person said, "How can an official flyer be a bootleg flyer?" Uh, it's flyers that we give out. Whatever you guys wish to do with them, that's your business. Then, th- therefore, they become bootlegs. Because we're funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why. We don't need why. a reason, goddammit. <laughs> but this one, we're going to kick off giving kind of like shout-outs to people that we met there. Real great guys, gals, everybody. Um, again, I'm going to give another shout-out to Chris Buick. I think I'm mutilating your last name. Um, he's one of the editors at GamerVision.com. Uh, he does a podcast with a bunch of folks called Something Cast. Something Cast. It's spelled S-O-M-E-T-I-N-G-C-A-S-T. It's found through an iTunes search. Uh, if they have, have a website like ours... Uh, you would have to email that to find that out. Uh, I'll give you his email... It's Chris at GamerVision.com. Uh, his name is spelt C-H-R-I-S oh, yeah. at G-A-M-E-R-V-I-S-I-O-N dot com. Um, GamerVision, from what he told me, after he was interviewing Snake Eyes and Blade, um, that GamerVision was kind of like the MySpace for gamers. Uh, I guess a lot of these types of sites are not knocking them. A lot of these sites are popping up because of MySpace and Facebook. Um, another guy, bunch of guys I want to shout out who, one of the artists there drew a great, great surfing illustration for me in my sketchbook. It's it's the guys at PLB Comics. Um, you can check them out at their my. Not only do they have a MySpace page, which is myspace.com backslash PLB Comics, they have a website called uh, site called uh, plbcomics.com. There's a dash between PLB and Comics. Uh, check them out. They had a mo- model there. Her name is Melanie Spencer. She was model for one of their comics, and she was. Very attractive in a skin tight red outfit. I want to see some unattractive models. I think, <laughs> I think if we set up next year, we should go out and find the ugliest girls we can find. <laughs> we'll have really unattractive models just like to throw everybody off. 
It's like, hi, everybody else has attractive models. We thought you'd, we'd bring you over with unattractive models. What's up? What's up? <laughs> like I said, the Melanie was dressed up in a revealing red dress. Uh, pics on our MySpace. Um, what is our MySpace address? I don't know. Um, it's not really our MySpace address for the show, though. It's for Remember, that was... That's our general my. Our catch-all, anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. I gotta remodel it, though. Um, we'll post... I think it's, what, EECF? MySpace. MySpace.com slash EECF. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a shout-out to uh, Age Comics. That's A dot G dot E dot. Um, they... Dot, dot. Yeah, dot. dot. They put out uh, revolutionary warfare type comics. Um, it's like a bunch of short stories in one comic, and most of which are like two or three pages long. Decent artwork, decent story. It's their first time there. They they're out of New York. A lot of it's good artwork for black and white. Mm -hmm. um, well, black and white tends to show off the artist's capabilities a little bit more than yeah. Like you can see, there's some detail. A lot of it's pretty good. Uh, full review to probably follow. Right now we're just giving out shout-outs. Especially to the, um, uh, Deandre Truesdale. Dondre. Dondre. I'm sorry, Dondre. Um. Dondre Truesdale. Oh dude, my oh god. oh my god. Chronicles of a Bounty Hunter is off the fucking chain. If you can pick this up, uh, I guess let's give out his email address. Where is it? Where is it? Um, where is it? Where is it? Did he give it to me in here? I think he wrote it in the book. Oh, right here. Um, oh, here we go. No, we don't. No, we don't. Shit. Uh, we're unprepared. We're unprepared. We're unprepared. We should have got an email off of him. I um, did, but I don't know where I put it. <laughs> um, anyway. When we find it, we'll, set, we'll tell him we'll, we mentioned him we'll on the podcast. We'll put it in the podcast notes. We'll put it in the podcast anyway. notes. Dondre um, Truesdale, Chronicles of a Bounty Hunter. It's like, oh my god, it's I the, want this cover when he sells it. <laughs> it's basically the story of a guy who was a good cop. But life caught up with him. A drug problem caught up with him. And basically he's turned to taking the law into his own hands. And the first story in here gives you a really good example of what you know the character is capable of. And his daughter, who is most likely going to follow into his footsteps. Um, He's one of the rare African-American artists, writers out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, the cover is awesome. For He said it was his first one he's grown since then. Drone? Uh, he's drawn. drawn. Yeah, I, <laughs> but he said he used, he's grown in, as an oh, artist grown. since. Okay, he said, um, said drone as in drawn, plural. <laughs> but it's one of my favorite covers oh star work i mean and the story the story is so well written i'm the person who wrote it uh he did the story but let's see who did the oh written by ben hooper i'm guessing he did uh more or less like took the story and, and ran mm, with it yeah wonderful wonderful like some of the lines in this all right just to give you an idea how he starts off, uh, my name is Donovan Kincaid, ex-cop, ex-husband, ex-man. And he says, I live my life as a dead man. Every night, my finger tightens on the trigger, and I die a little more. 
and every night at the end of a barrel, I am reborn. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good writing. And it's a hell of a thing for this is self published. Self published. He is, said he couldn't there was some communication errors with the publisher. He right. couldn't get the second issue. It's in the pipe. Uh, go to your local comic shop. Demand mention, demand this. Um, the more demands he gets when he finally push, puts his issues through previews, they'll say, we've heard of you guys, you and, know, you know yeah. give and us when, stuff. And when Dondre Truesdale is fucking big. big and somebody picks him up, one of the big two picks him up, or big three, three yeah. picks him up, you'll, you'll, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully, uh, he was psyched, uh, hopefully we'll probably have him on this podcast. Would love to. Would love to. Um, Hell of a nice guy. Andre, uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll send you um, a link to our podcast. We want you on our podcast. Uh, if you're able to make it out here, please come. Shout your wares. Mm-hmm. You know, say it from the mountain, whatever you want to call it. Uh, again, another. I can't get enough of not only Andre, um, but the guys at PLB. Great artwork with their stuff. Um, not to mention, I spoke to a guy at one of the artists. Let's see. I picked up a comic from them. They do the a ninja named Stan. He does. He got <laughs> and the comic is basically a guy gets fired from a job he loves, mm. and he gets. He you know his, all his friends are kind of geeks. And he's like, let's go to this like geek bar type bar, and they all dress up as ninjas there. So right. he puts on his you know ninja mask. And he gets his idea to do like a become a ninja private eye. Mm-hmm. So the the artwork again is kind of I picked up like a preview few page comic for a do, for a dollar. There you go. For a do, for a dollar. Can't go wrong. Decent artwork. I mean it's not like the big three, big four artists, but it for an independent it's great. It's and he was telling me one thing, he said, um, only the best artists come to like Baltimore, but yeah, we're gonna mention one artist that was not so great later. But <laughs> yeah, um, he said the thing with Wizard World Philly, they sell they don't sell full tables like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They sell half tables, which cost only a hundred and fifty dollars. And he said what that hat when that hat what that does it brings a lot of the sucky artists in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, Tom, we're looking at you, but we're going to be paying you a compliment later in the podcast. Trust me. Um, but a place like Baltimore, you're going to have the good artist to bad artist is very low. You have a lot of great artists in Artist Alley, and maybe only like one or two sucky artists. Right. Um, but in Philly, you're going to have a lot of sucky artists, only very few good artists. Right. And we met at also there. I'll put this over here for now. Hey, you put things on the floor like I do. Um, this there, uh, this. Okay, while he's there, adjusting. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do a little shout out to the people that did Wolflorn, uh, Mike Mann, and Lee Charolis. Uh, guys, this little freebie that you handed out. Was fucking awesome. Yeah, I looked at it. The artwork on it is great. It's almost like, it's would not, you feel me on It's kind of like proof. It kind of yeah. comes off like the proof. If you've read proof. I don't not know. really, but, it, but I've seen the style before. 
but oh man uh, it, it's a story about like a person he's like a giant he's like the last of his kind and he's kind of in the woods and stuff and you know he comes across a girl being attacked by a bear and she she screams at him equally as she screams at the bear and he accidentally kills her or it appears that he killed her um i like this i would love to see more from this um this is they're they're bringing this from uh, Mindsprocket uh, dot com. So or I'm sorry, Modsprocket dot com, uh, the modern medium machine. So <laughs> check that out, Wolflorn. Uh, a great little pick. It looks like this is basically my idea of a really good promotion. It just all it is is stapled pages together. This is done on a Xerox machine. <laughs> this the is, best line I've heard from the in, one of the independent people uh, was, "Buy buy my book. If you don't buy it, love it, read it. If you don't like it, buy more, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> buy more and burn them. Yeah, but yeah, Wolf Lorne comes highly, 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 highly uh, recommended from me. The uh, next guy we're gonna bring up, next book kind of review slash shout uh, out to." Is the guys that do um, Dire Destiny? Oh my! Oh my God! The best, the best Barker ever. He he outdoes me when his I his pitch. Oh I, my God! I, I bought the book not because the, the artwork was phenomenal or you know whatever. That was from Bolivia, I think he said. No, he was from uh, where was he from? The Ukraine. The Ukraine. The artist is from the Ukraine. It's it's decent artwork for you know for starting out. You know, I guess well from the Ukraine. I guess it's yeah, only, <laughs> as good as it's gonna get. Um, but like, and the writing is pretty solid. Uh, he's from Virginia. Yeah, the guy's name is Robert Kenzie. Yeah. Again, we're butchering names right now. Yeah, um, right. But Dire Destiny. Di- the best. I mean, the best barking ever. Yeah. Um. He sold that book to us on words alone. Yeah, I'm like, I gotta buy this. Yeah. So, um, good graphic novel. Good graphic nice novel. Thick. Nice and, yeah, nice and thick. Good read. Uh, good, sit down. I'll be giving that a thumb through. Another guy I met, um, they kind of did a write-up on him in, either in Wizard or Fresh Ink. I forgot where. I think it was Wizard. Um, guy's name is Alex Robertson. He does did a little uh, graphic, hardcover graphic novel. Um, I gotta read through it. He did a little sketch for me and signed it. Um, I mean, he was a nice, a real nice guy. We were talking to him for a little while. He was a first time at Baltimore. I mean, real, real nice guy. Could have hung out with him and Mark McKenna all day long. Um, another guy I want to bring up, a uh, bunch of guys. I have to yet to read this, but the back picture is, you know, especially the guy in the center. I'm, I'm passing the book. Just like, the, two of the guys are like, let's go on an adventure. The guy's like, oh, God. Take a look at the back uh, back little storyline. Flip over it. Right. Uh, open the cover and look at the last little picture. Other side. It's like God. the last story in the back. Oh. <laughs> look at the line. <laughs> Spider attack, uh, and the guy in the center is like, yeah, God, he's like, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, those guys are really good. Uh, good. Those the, all the ones at uh, Fortress Press. Yeah, they they <laughs> they even said that we know we were out of place, you know, at Monster Mania and Horror Find, but because they are in the horror medium, they figured they should be there, which I I I really applaud them for doing that. 
They're yeah. kind of crossing over the genres, like, yeah. kind of like we like to do. Like, it's not just, you know, geekdom doesn't just exist in comic books. It also exists in horror movies and this, that, and the other. So, um, big ups to the guys over at Yeah, Fortress. I got to read this. I was told it was very hysterical. Yeah. I um, got their magazine. I'm, wherever the hell it is. But I got their magazine. I picked that up, too. I picked up, we picked up page art from them one year. Yeah, Real still somewhere. Somewhere. Um, and again, another shout out to... Uh, the guys at Sire picked up their graphic novel. Um, I guess it was either Daniel Leeser that was there. Uh, one of them. Uh, he did a great piece of my sketchbook. He signed the cover. They were, he said um, they do small story arcs because it's instead of doing one large one, it's easier to sell a three-issue set than in a, a, another story arc that starts at number four. Yeah. So... Another nice guy who was pimping his wares at his, you know. Oh, big ups to, to three. Uh, Rich Kozlowski, who did Three Geeks, uh, which was also uh, a exclusive. exclusive. Um, three Finger Prints is what he works uh, with. This book is, it taps into the geek soul. <laughs> yeah, I have to read it. That and the other one that I um, got for you. Yeah, the one that Big Candy picked up me. It's entitled <laughs> "How to Pick Up Girls If You're a Comic Book Geek." And I it read is this. fantastic. I gotta read this. That book and is so signed. funny. That book is like it, you you basically read through it, and it's like teaching this kid who knows nothing about like what he, what is entailed. Like don't don't be too aggressive. Don't be you know you can't approach people like this that and the other. It's really cool. It's funny and he gets it. You know if if anybody gets it he gets it. Um, another one we picked up uh, which came with a free shirt by the way. Really was Turtle versus Bunny by Joe Dunn who signed it. Go Turtle. Um, <clears throat> the book is basically the rabbit and the hare retold with rocket launchers <laughs> um base or the rabbit in the hair the hair and the tortoise i'm retarded <laughs> but rabbit in the hair. yeah the two, rabbit, two rabbits running against, running each, against each, other. each other it's not very interesting no but it's the tortoise and the hair retold but with rocket launchers and machetes and machine guns and shotgun net and nets and all kinds of fun stuff he does a lot of funny stuff with this book um real like I don't know how what the art style would be like, cartoony, but at the same time, uh, almost like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac at times. Yeah. Very, very cool. That's where the look. cartoony style of artistry yeah. comes comes into play, yeah. and it's done very well. Absolutely. And before we continue, we got enough swag that what we're going to be doing, no. um, because we got a ton and a half of pins and all that. Uh, we we are going to probably do. Um, like some sort of contest or something for you, the listeners, because we might be getting more in, um, like, like a little pin and ring pack or stuff like that. We'll be giving stuff to you. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, and I'm probably have enough stuff to do this that we could give out a stigmata bag. We have one stigmata bag from Dark Horse. I have two. So we have three. Okay, we have three, but I could give out a stigmata bag. And I could pack it with some, lots of posters and pins and pins stuff. Pins and like you're talking about a lot of stuff. An exclusive Max Payne poster. Anybody? Yeah. Um, but back to the reviews, back to the yeah. uh, shout outs and reviews. Another book, fine, 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 fine piece of writing. Uh, limited to 100. 
I didn't get a chance to see him. You didn't get that. Well, he he always comes and he dresses up, which I think is fantastic. I but, saw him. I saw him, but I didn't get to visit yeah. the booth. Um, was nothing the, against the guy. Oh, I know. Was the book No One? No One by if I can find his damn name in here. I might have to be like, hey man, print your damn name in your book. Um, hold on. You know you didn't put it in the beginning of the book. Wow. It's kind of strange. It's like, doesn't you don't want anybody to know who you are? It's one downside to the indie scene is a lot of times they they're so into their book and you know they're so into putting it out that they kind of forget to tell everybody who the hell they are. <laughs> well, anyway, the book No One. That's No One. Uh, basically, about a here's another issue. Maybe they. He's there. like he's like a killer. But he's like, you know, kind of, he, he avenges things or whatever. Uh, kind of like a Punisher type, even down to the moniker. Of like, he's got like a skull on his face. Um, uh, I think his name is David, or David Finch. No, David Finch is the guy who did the sketch in the oh, second book. Sorry. Yeah, David uh, Finch is kind of like an established writer. Uh-huh. Uh, so, to the writer of no one, next time put your name in the book and I'll give you more of a shout out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of um, going through your uh, sketch of a second issue or... Yeah, moving on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> coming from... <laughs> that's just funny. All right, uh, another great, 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 great piece of artwork, uh, or book, I should say, that we picked up uh, was a book called The Convergence, uh, story and art by Josh Hill and Mark Holmes. Uh, cover art by Mark Holmes. Mark Holmes is a up and coming artist. He's really fantastic. Um, artwork a lot like I don't know who you'd say this is like. It's it's almost like a painted style. Would you say? Okay, yeah, kind of. Um, I wouldn't say an Alex Ross style. It's more of a maybe a Greg Horn style. Greg Horn, yeah, almost like painted and very... Or drawn or digital drawn or something like that. He just does some interesting things with art. He's got great panel work. It just seems like a very uh, ethereal book, just just kind of out there. Um, And the thing is, like, the guy from Sire, he's now, like, a colorist for Image. Yeah. This guy, guy, Mark Holmes, it looks like... One day he's going to be sitting at, you know, a booth by himself signing autographs, and he's going to be pretty big one day. This is out on uh, Enigma Works. It's self-published. If you can pick it up, The Convergence. Uh, Another fantastic piece of indie, independent uh, writing and art. Another thing, here we got, (laughs) uh, apparently people have heard of this, like, everywhere. I haven't heard of it until I got here. It was Headlocked. It's basically... uh, a book, book? About, book about wrestling. Wrestling, yeah, it's wrestling. I think I think the guy was a theater trained actor who basically got into wrestling to show off something, and it's kind of they said it kind of works out like a drama. I need I need to read it still, but um, I was really in, into the story, what he was telling me, and everything, and the fact that they sell in the inside cover page wrestling masks. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But uh, apparently this uh, artist is Randy Vel- uh, Valente, I'm probably butchering his name too, and Michael Kingston was the writer on this. Uh, this is out on, what is this, AAM Marcosia, Marcosa Books, so Marcosa Enterprises and Visionary Comics Studio, so just check them out, um, you can get, I'll put that in the uh, show notes so you can check that out. 
all this stuff's going to be in the show, show notes. notes today. So if you need to find out any names or anything like that, because we're retarded, uh, you can go ahead and just probably link to all these things. We'll yeah. put up links we'll and everything. We'll put up links in the show notes. Um, Led Slinger Studios put out another Revelations. They said they're putting out about one a year by uh, D. Jason Meadows and Sean D. Wagner. Uh, another strange book by them with awesome artwork. Very nice. Leslie Nielsen looking priest. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of opened it up and looked in there. I uh, got that autographed by those guys. They also are responsible for ner the Nerdcast. Mm. If you listen to that. Um, pretty cool. A little I don't listen to Nerdcast. <laughs> I don't care for it. I Fuck don't care. Nerdcast. You got an apology in order by, yeah, by the to, way there, bub. Um, I have to kind of apologize in the last podcast I did with Mad Eye Marky. I got apologized to the guys at Suckcast. I didn't hear your podcast yet. Uh, Big Candy has. Um, Fun. I wasn't really knocking your podcast. Just it seemed like an odd fluke that when we discovered your demo CD, it kind of looked. I wouldn't say it kind of looked like ours, mm -hmm. but the similarity was like. It seemed like a rush job. We're not knocking your podcast whatsoever. Uh, I'm sure you guys are very bunch of nice guys. Very funny dude. Yeah. So, I, I was glad to hear it though. I mean, it. I was glad somebody else put like, something out there like that. Yeah. It is a good idea. I'm glad we thought of it. But, <laughs> um, we put out a demo, you know, for everybody to pick up. It was limited to what fifty, 50. or something like that. We yeah. did, we didn't put numbers on limited to fifty. Like anybody's gonna collect our dumb shit. But <laughs> we put we did like you know labels, CD labels, packaging, and the whole nine yards. Um, which requires some forethought, you know. Yeah. But could be done in an afternoon. If they did that, well, God bless them. Fine. Yeah. You know, whatever. That's cool. Um, they do have a really good podcast, though. Like, they're just, they're a bunch like I said, of or funny. I, I didn't mean to knock your podcast, just that it was like the next day, late in the afternoon, we're about to leave, like, picking up their CD. It's like, this kind of looks like ours. Yeah. <laughs> But big so, uh, big ups to them for having a funny yeah. podcast. Uh, com. Funny dudes. They'll tell you about in their podcast. Uh, what was the thing I was laughing the most about? They, oh, it was about the worst Transformers ever. And it would be if, if they made a... Uh, what is it? Uh, a Segway. A Segway into a Transformer. <laughs> it's just... It had me rolling. Um, another book I picked up, which... The artwork is, what can I say? It's like as indie as indie can get. Uh, it's called The Fierce Operations. Uh, I think this is by Heritage uh, Press or whatever. Uh, it's actually local to Baltimore. Um, the we'll guy, try to get the guys down here to do like some of these people down yeah, here to yeah. promote their shit. He, Not that it's shit, but... No, he does... He does, you know, some pretty good work. It's it's average, but at the same rate, I see a lot of potential in it. Yeah. I, I like the fact that he was very well, enthusiastic with what he was doing. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to say we're going to have to... We're going to probably post another Baltimore review after this. Well, if you'd shut up, I could finish. Okay. <laughs> we got only like a minute left. Dude, you know we got 33 minutes on the podcast. We're good. I can, I can fit all this in. But anyway, big ups to uh, Taryn Eads, Douglas G. Smith, and Splash for doing the uh, book The Fierce Operations. 
Everybody check that one out. And then the last two I have to review, <laughs> Mr. Assface over here rushing me, um, were the, <laughs> the continuations of the book Gloom. Uh, which I actually liked Gloom when I picked it up last year. The artwork is fucking solid. You you can see that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get some pages from this guy. Um, created and penciled by David Newbold. Story script and letters by Richard A. Nelson. Uh, this is, again, self-published. Newboldcreations.com. Check him out. Very awesome book. Very good series. I'd like to see a lot more from him. Somebody's going to pick him up one day. And Chris, where is the email address? Our email address is EECF. 25428 at comcast.net. As always, we are iTunes searchable, and our website address is for those who don't know. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Shows you how pre- pre- prepared we are. We are at something at lisbon.com. Um, so, on our next podcast, we're going to do our top tens of the show of Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. A little bit more information on uh, some artwork and some other stuff. And that's not the that's not the website address. That's the oh you talking about well they, if they're listening they already know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're gonna bust on something called the Pharaoh's Charm. Yeah. 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 And which is what I want to bring up uh, is the worst in independence. Yeah. There was. Well, let's let's talk about. It next time. Yep. Until then. Until yeah. then we are. Exhausted. This is the Electric Eye Collective Podcast. I am your co-host, Reverend Jim Esquire, and across from me is... Damn it, he's asleep. <laughs> Wake up! Oh, what? Oh, big candy. <laughs> Over here, on this side. On this side of the microphone. Sitting in the comm chair. In the comm chair. Like Captain Kirk. Calm! Calm! <laughs> well... We'll be right. This is this podcast. Like I said, we're wrapping up our Baltimore review. Uh, I think, yep, you got one of the freebies sitting in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a snap bracelet for the for the movie. You have been activated. Eagle Eye came out last week. So, ow. What kind of? Remember when they banned these in school because like. The, fab- the, the, the fabric, fabric on the side would fray or something and like that. And you get that little rod in there and you can stab people with it or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, we have to issue yet another apology. Uh, we kind of misspelt Mr. Uh, Buick's name. It's not B-U-C-K, it's B-U-E-K. Oh. Um, Did you do that? No, you're the one that wrote it. Well, you're the one that wrote it here. Where is it? Hold on. It's on... No, that's his... Oh. <laughs> well, Yeah. Um, Whatever. And our, the website that we're going to be putting our photos of the con, it's our MySpace page. Uh, it is myspace.com backslash 
E E C R E A T U R E F E S T. That's MySpace.com. E E Creature Fest. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, I'm still worn out from this weekend. You're still spelling. Still spelling. Um, well, uh, what can we? Oh yeah, the best and today will be, or at least this episode will be talking about the best and the worst of Baltimore. Uh, Want to start off with? I'm gonna we, start we, off. With... We, we talk about we talked about kind of the best in reviews. Uh, I guess you found the worst. Oh God. Okay. What I started to harp on the last episode was this a well oh, put together. Yeah, it's well put together. That's about the only good thing. Glossy color cover cover, and it was a comic. It cost I think two bucks. That that's what they raped me for. Um. By Blueprint Comics. Now, guys at Blueprint Comics, I like the design. Of the, it's a smaller book. Yeah. It's cool for a it's con. It's like almost an ash can size. Yeah, ash can size. Good for a con. Um, what I need to address is, well, you're out of Baltimore, so you can come kick my ass, I guess. Um, the Pharaoh's Charm. Or Charm, as it looks like in here. Um, horrible. Yeah. I think one or two pages they come out really strong, then all of a sudden the next like it's they have these intro pages like they're like scenes and then they'll, yeah, they're they'll, very give, good. they'll give they'll give like a, a reference it's Book of the Dead addressed to the gods and it's kind of cool like like the actual artwork on here where it shows the guy with the sword I'm like hey that's pretty hot then but you then have you turn the page, page and it's I mean it, it looks like a three year old it, is, do, did it, it is an amateur attempt at manga it's uh. Very amateur. Very amateur. It looks... I mean, at, at, at some points in this book, if you keep flipping through... They use stick, stick fig- figures. Use. Stick figures. I know I in the last podcast, and past podcasts, not just Baltimore, the ones before we read on Tomber Bill, like, with a passion, but he's he does better artwork than this. Yeah. I'm admitting to that. This is beneath even him. He's... I mean, <laughs> well, if he calls, I, I've never. I, I will say this: I've never had a problem with his artwork, other than like he thinks he's better than other people. He's got a huge ego, Tom Rebello, piece of shit, and he's got a shitty personality because of this. Um, but at the same time, his artwork is is pretty damn good compared to this. Anybody's real good, well, even me. Exactly, and, and like I could like put ink on my dick and slap it on the page, and it would look better than this. Um, you turn the page at. Let's see, I guess it'd be about page... Oh, jeez. Oh, here it is. Just pick any page. Page 13, I think it would be, in this little book. There is a figure, a stick figure, running away with poof marks at the feet. No attempt was made to do this wholeheartedly. And this is what pisses me off. If if they wanted to put together a little, like, um, uh, Xerox copy little sample of something that somebody did and they thought it was pretty good. Okay, fine, so be it. They want to put together that and you throw it out on the table and say, hey, take this for free. People could pick it up, oh, this is crap, throw it away. I got raped for $2. I mean, I didn't flip through it. I guess that's my fault. But, you know, for 2 bucks, I usually give everybody a chance. I go home and read everything later. That's how I do Artist Alley. Yeah. I, like, I figure, hey, let's give everybody a chance. And I don't want to rip on people who do an honest attempt. Now, there's other people that were there who 
their artwork's not up to like par, par of like, yeah. the big two. It wouldn't even make like you know image boom or anything like that. <laughs> their artwork is what it is. It's amateur, and you know sometimes you can get a good solid storyline out of an amateur uh, amateur book. Yeah, I yeah, don't have the, a problem with that. The art but, might not be up to par, but the storyline line is very, very strong, very strong, and something you could follow, and you know something you could or one applaud. way or the other. Yeah, yeah. This is a half-assed attempt. The storyline isn't even there. I've seen, oh, the storyline's horrible. The dialogue I, I'm is not terrible. A, I'm not a Naruto fan, but Naruto, Naruto has a better storyline than this. Oh yeah. You know, you get little to no background. Like it's. It's some pages they go strong. Some pages they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna actually make an attempt," and then sometimes like, "Look at the tree." And it goes. We're not yeah. gonna draw a tree. We're gonna draw a stick with some garbage on top. And it, and it just doesn't go from like you have a good page, three bad pages, and a good page. It, it it goes from panel to panel. It's like good panel, crappy panel, crappy panel, crappy panel, good panel. You know, or half a panel is good, the other half is like crap. Like, if I find out that this person is six years old, okay, fine, I'd, I'd be impressed. But, like, if I find out this person is, like, you know, our age or, yeah. or you know, somewhat a little bit younger, between the ages of, like, you know, 20 and 30, yeah, um, they deserve to have this crammed up their ass sideways. It's really fucking bad. They would come to a comic book convention and throw this on the table for people to, like, to buy and look at and if you think of the word convention like i mean we're not talking about like selling these on your website to people who could look at them on the website and make a decision we're talking about a comic book convention where people who love art and good writing come together to converse and share ideas and see each other's work and if this is the best that you have to like to present blueprint comics bradley vance lisa ann doolin if this is the best that you can come with, stay home. Don't come back, okay? Because this is an embarrassment if, to everybody who come, showed up. If you're going to come to a convention, bring at least your B game, and your B game better be damn good. And bring it and, and give it for free. Don't charge people for this shit. I don't want to no. be charged for fucking stick figures and half-ass pa like pages. The guy that, that we did... Uh, you can't you honestly... Like, have taken this to somebody, to a publisher. You can't honestly have taken this to somebody and been like, hey, look at this. Do you think this is pretty good? No. Even DeAndre. The, great, uh, the, the guy that we... DeAndre DeAndre. I mean, he, he admitted I might not be the great greatest, but I've improved. And he's willing to learn, you know, to yeah. take that... I mean... But comparing compared, that... That's I like mean, comparing a fucking shit sandwich... To a fucking five course French cuisine meal. Yeah, like but this is. Horrible. I'm just saying, you know, he, he said I'm not. I've grown, but still, but still, he brought. He might not have brought his A game, mm -hmm. but. Well, I think he brought his. He, a -game. he brought his. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just saying he might I not. Know, I know. Uh, he might not have brought his A game, but it looks like he brought his A game. Yeah. And he, made, he brought an attempt that, like, uh, as an artist, most artists. Might say that's uh, not my best. Let's put it that way. But if, he, if, still. if that's not his A game, I'd like to see him bring his A game. Holy shit! Because that, as far as I'm concerned, that's like A plus game. And that, <laughs> um, Dondre, he said, "I'm just starting out." Yeah. And for someone who's just starting out, my God. Yeah. Well, there's a level of expectations 
when you come to a convention, I think. You can't come with a weak-ass book. You can't no. come. And, like, everybody goes, well, you got to give everybody a chance. No. no. See, I would have showed up, like, four years ago with my artwork. And I'm not that good. Okay? I'm okay. I draw for, like, for friends or I'll draw somebody's tattoo or I'll do something like that. I have a very weird, unique style. I don't like it. <laughs> it's just how it comes out. But unfortunately, like, I don't think I can make any money. So I'm not going to show up and, j- sh- like, charge people for my tripe. Okay? This is an embarrassment yeah. to the people who came. And that actually bring their A game. Make bring, an You know, and make an effort and want you to go home happy. So This does not make me happy. So Blueprint Comics, I'll Blueprint buy. Whatever. I'd buy it for $2 just to light my barbecue on fire. Right, and that's probably what's going to end up happening to it. We'll post pics. <laughs> we'll post fucking pics. It's horrible. Anyway. Anyway, um, Big Candy uh, came up with a top 10. Kind of a, the best and worst top 10. Um, of Baltimore. Well, of my experience. Your, your experiences. My personal experience in Baltimore. My top ten moments. I wish I had a little intro. Give me an intro music. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. Uh, number ten. Jimmy Palmiotti finally came out of the bathroom. <laughs> Last year, uh, we waited and waited and waited. And this year, we waited some more. But he finally came out of the bathroom. <laughs> And we finally got some books signed by him. Hooray. Right. Hooray. And, and the crowd rejoiced. Um, number nine, it was a funny uh, event that happened on the way out. Which was? A Hooter girl funeral. <laughs> uh, we noticed there were some Hooter girls. There's a Hooters next to where the auto park is next to yeah. the convention center. Okay. One of the many auto parks. Right. <laughs> There's The Hooters is adjoined to the uh, auto park by a uh, skywalk standing on the outside of the skywalk outside of the auto park there were seven between six and seven Hooters girls dressed in all black and I looked over and said to my fiance I said oh my god and this is the first thing that popped in my head I was like oh my god did a Hooters girl die (laughs) (laughs) I never got to the bottom of why they were wearing the all black it, but they were doing, they were running red light, green light, and playing on the skywalk for some reason. I was waiting for one of them to like, you know, jump over the edge or something. <laughs> I, maybe they were playing like, <laughs> what was what was the group that uh, wore all black with the Reeboks and then killed themselves? What was it the uh, Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Maybe they were Heaven's Gate who <laughs> The Heaven's Gate. <laughs> I didn't notice. The foot, I didn't notice the footwear. I didn't know if they had five bucks in their pocket, but. <laughs> I think that's how much the how much. I don't think Hooters girls have pockets. Oh yeah, maybe they had it in their apron. They had that little pouch on the front. (laughs) Anyway, that that would bring up too many. Yeah, a lot of questions. A lot of of questions. Hooters girl ritual suicide people. (laughs) Gotta love it. Number eight, the Robert De Niro Al Pacino on an air freshener, probably for the first time in history. Yeah. Uh, as a promotion that, that's for, very odd. As a promotion for their new movie. How odd is that? Very strange. Um I think you picked those up. I still yeah. need to get one off of you. I'll put that in the in the car. Um Number seven. One of the funnier moments of the day. Amanda Connor was feeling kind of lightheaded. 
and needed food, and she told people, absolutely, I'm stopping signing. Well, she couldn't get away from her table. There's people all around waiting for Darwin Cook, J.G. Jones, uh, people for Jimmy Palmiotti. Yeah. She still had a line, and she was just like, okay. She went under her table. <laughs> she crawled under the table to get away. And that's where she sat, and she ate lunch under the table. And as she ate lunch on the table, I'm not sure who it was, came up and gave her a bag of chips, which then she proceeded to barf up onto somebody's artwork. <laughs> <laughs> a guy had come by and said, where's Amanda Connor? Oh, she's under the table. Oh, okay. And Jimmy Palmiotti, being the ass that he is, funny, and I'm not dissing Jimmy Palmiotti, but being the ass that he is, grabs, he's like, oh, she's down here. Hands the artwork to sign under the table. She does, and she's, oh, she's coughing up chips on your artwork now. <laughs> he brings it back up, fan goes away happy. Uh, both, let, let me just say, Jimmy Palmiotti, Amanda Connor, uh, everybody at that table was very, very nice that day. Yeah. They were awesome people. Um, <laughs> number six, discussing politics with Eric Powell. As I don't like to walk up to people and be like, so what you writing? What you drawing? I'm just not, you know, yeah. you can read like Newsarama for that bullshit and definitely don't come to us for that stuff because I don't know. Um, but you, when you, when you go up to people, come like a real person. That's how I feel. If somebody comes to me, come like a real person. Don't come up like blow my ear up, tell me how good I am. I, I generally discuss things with people. So with Eric Powell, like I noticed he had the uh, comics endorses uh, Obama little thingy little like business cards on yeah. the table and i started talking to him about the debates on friday night and he we had a little back and forth about that i thought that was great you know being able to discuss something with him and he when was I actually did, really discussing it with me so that was pretty cool when i talk to the artists it's usually like how do you like baltimore this year you know yeah. not and it's usually when i go to artist alley it's like this is your first baltimore and you know they usually say yes you'll, you'll love it here come back next year yeah so I that figure does. if you got industry questions, you can ask those at the panels. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't really want to bore them with that crap while they're out on the floor. I don't know. I, it's something I wouldn't like, and I don't do anything I wouldn't like. So, um, Let's see. Number five, of course, was getting to meet some of the best up-and-comers in Artist Alley, DeAndre Truesdale. Yeah. The people who worked on uh, Wolf Lauren. Um, all the people I mean, you met. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just speaking of... Dandre, uh, the people at PLB, you know, seeing all the a lot of the good independents that were able to walk away from their table in costume promoting their work, yeah. you know, like yeah. the guy from No One, whoever he, he, he is, whoever put he your is. damn name in your book. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, all those people. Uh, number four was all the awesome sketches I got. Same Eric Powell, here. Brandon Peterson, Jimmy Palmiotti, Darwin Cook. The guy, I don't know his name, the guy, <laughs> Crystal, uh, my fiance got, the guy who's currently doing uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, not Cliff Chang, because she got him too, but she, uh, but he, he, the guy who's currently doing it right now, uh, she got him. And uh, what else? Um, who'd you get? You got I got um, Darwin Cook, I got a quick sketch from um, Kyle Baker, I uh, got a kind of a Big, Don Rosa, you did. Yeah, I got Don Rosa, uh, Scrooge McDuck sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great stuff. Um, three, <laughs> and you can probably agree to this one. Talking to very hungover slash sleepy artists and writers Eric on Sunday Powell. morning. Eric Powell was, you know, 
He wasn't hungover. He was just like, just, just turn the volume yeah. down a little bit. It's like I had a lot. It's like everybody was like, "You have a lot to drink last night." Yeah. <laughs> For fear of embarrassing him, I don't know if I should even say his name, Ron Garney. Uh, when I came up to him, I was like second or third in line. Got up to him and was just gave him my little Captain America book. I wanted him to sign. Here you go. And he was just like looking at me, and I was like, "You having a good con so far?" And it, what? Uh huh. And, like, signed his name, and I was like, oh, okay, well, he's like, you know, I was like, have a good one. He's like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> just completely out of it when I was talking to him. Just, like, out of town. And it was just the funniest thing to me, because, I, you know, I, I could tell these guys went out and partied hard last night. Not only at the Harvey Awards, yeah, but I think they went out after, after that. the Harvey Awards, and they were probably out enjoying the Baltimore nightlife. <laughs> all night that night uh, number two well, this is not anything to do with the con but I thought it was pretty fantastic how this happened on our way from Baltimore on Monday uh, we stayed over an extra night yeah. just to, so we didn't have to drive back the same night took the wrong exit ended up in D.C. hung out in D.C. the whole day <laughs> and just had an absolutely good time uh, in D.C. I thought that was just funny how that worked out uh, taking the long way just back. Just taking the long way back and then took a ridiculous way home. Um, and did it all on one tank of gas, folks. Yeah, one tank of freaking gas. <laughs> Love the new car. Anyway, and um, last but certainly not least on my list of the top ten things about this weekend was getting J.G. Jones to sign his out-to-lunch out sign that he had on his table. There was people waiting for him, including myself, for more than about 40 minutes. J.G. Jones is always a hoot. And he's he, funny. He, and he has one of the best sense of humors. He really does. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. He's a yeah. genuinely nice yeah. guy. Um, I noticed the sign on his table. It was a big out-to-lunch, and he had a little picture of a sandwich. And I was like, you know what? Technically, that is a J.G. Jones sketch. Now, when he came back, he put it under his table. And I guess nobody called it. I, being the weirdo that I am, I was like, JG, I was like, good afternoon, how you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful con. I got a silly question while he's signing my um, Final Crisis and, you know, my yeah. wanted stuff. I was like, I got a silly question. Could I have that uh, out to lunch <laughs> sign with your hamburger sketch? He's like, what? I was like, I know it's a weird request. He said, well, what do I do if I got to go out to lunch again? I was like, I'll make you a new one. So he signed it. He highlighted the, the little marks around the sandwich to make it go bing. <laughs> and I have that in my possession now. I think it's very funny. Uh, very funny collectible for myself. <laughs> Just something to hang on the wall. I told uh, the reverend over here that I would put that on a storefront if I ever had a store and I went out to lunch. That would be what I hung out. Um, and I kept my word. That night, I took a piece of cardboard uh, in very good you know letters. I wrote... J.G. Jones is out to lunch and put a little hamburger over there just like he did. So he's got one of my sketches now. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> uh, before we, I won't say we go, we got plenty of time left. Um, my worst is um, the rain. Uh, we went oh, to the game that night. Orioles game. Uh, those games. Uh, they played their heart out. Uh, but it was just on and off, heavy ass rain all day long. I wanted to stay to see the whole, the whole game, but. I was getting wet. I had to bring Mark, uh, Matt Eye back to the house. And it was just... That was the other worst thing. A lot of the skyways and a lot of the areas around Baltimore 
uh, not handy capable yet. They it's, are, but, but you took the wrong ones. That's why. Um, the one from the auto park wasn't. Yeah. You should have went the other way because there was an elevator that went up. You could go right out on the deck on the top of the roof, go over, and it was all ramps. I didn't know that. I would have told you to go that way. But still, you know, it's like kind of like a downer when even some of the areas that Baltimore could have fixed to make it a little bit easy to get, you know, over, but they weren't. Yeah. Uh, I'm not handy capable, but our but mutual friend Mad Eye Marky was on the our Thursday broadcast. Um, had to use a wheelchair to get around because he had a bad foot. Yeah. Uh, but still, we brought. It was easy to carry around a ton of half of stuff on the back right. of his chair. Yeah. Until um, it started tipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the best stuff. Another less or worse thing was um, I brought. A unique item to get signed, um, which was a baseball. A lot of you know, a lot of the artists like JT Jones were happy to sign it. Um, Steve Dillon was like, "Yeah, I signed a bunch of these in Denver at a Comic Con in Denver." Um, just that Mike Magnolia and some of the people that were at the booth were like almost put out by it. Really, uh, Magnolia didn't really mind, but the pe- he was like, "Come, the people that were by him were like." Who do you think you are, you know, signing a baseball, you know, something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but others got kind of a kick signing out, signing it. Um, Mark, Mark McKenna was one of the best. Right. Meeting Mark McKenna, uh, again, one of the people that, you know, you could have stayed at his booth all day just talking to him about stuff. Uh, talking to Kyle Baker, you know, had a mini panel with him about movie comics being made into movies you know uh i think part of the discussion kind of mirrored our discussion that we had in reference to the hobbies you know becoming just for kids right. to you know all of a sudden it's a hobby instead of fun for kids right, right. um i mean speaking to a lot of the independents you know a lot of the people that we spoke to here and seeing them are not here but on this past podcast um a lot of great people, you know, just like having the comment, like, if you don't like us, buy more, burn the book. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, a lot of that. I got a lot of great artwork from not so much Billy Tucci, I got a sketchbook off of him, but here, him in essence say, I'm gonna tell his helpers at his booth saying, you know what, I'm gonna s- sign up to y'all's fantasy baseball. Just so I can whoop both your asses. <laughs> you know, it's so, in just, a, so in essence, like, what would you give this con out of 10? Uh, out of 10, I'd say an 8.5 because there were people there that they should have been had on the list and they didn't put on right. the list. Um, they should have used a larger room yeah. instead of you know the smaller room. But other than that, that's would, the only downside. I would give it an enthusiastic 8.5, just like you. Uh, same reasons. Um, but, but, talking to the promoter after the show, he did say that next year there will be a bigger room. So, folks, mark your calendars. October 11th and 12th, 2009. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Comic Con is going to have a bigger fucking room. It's going to be oh, like yeah. the room from 07. 
they are probably going to book heavily. This year they were sold out in every aspect of the word sold out. out. There was I think the no only thing they, room to walk. I and think the only thing that they didn't sell out was tickets for the event. The vendors they sold out, the guests, they, the artist alley boots they sold out, the guest boots, if they uh, sold those, were sold out. Yeah. That That was sold out, but... Yeah. If you wanted to take it, they were like, here you go, go on yeah. in. Right. Um, at least there was no fire alarm this year. Yeah, that was the good uh, thing. <laughs> and no Lou Ferrigno, no, thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, no major celebrities. Was Virgil there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was no major celebrities, no multimedia, except for the people that do the posters. Oh, that was here. the other downside. You know, you go to pick up when a that, poster, when that it was girl, like, the only one. It was the girl that was working there with the glasses. She was the one that was being the poster Nazi. She pissed me off. Like, you could not grab more than one. There was a blonde girl, and there was a guy that was working there. That He's like, take as many as you want. They're promotional items. Of course take as many as you want. But there was yeah. a girl working there with the glasses. Yeah, who was a poster, poster Nazi. I'm like, what if I have people that can't, friends who can't make it to the event? That's too bad for them. Yeah, or, that was the attitude. I'm like, I want to find out who the company is that was doing that and tell them about her. And just be like, listen, you know, these are promotional items. We're not going to, like, we give them out to people. Like, we give them out to our listeners. Which we plan on doing. EECF25428 at Comcast.net. Just hit us up. Just hit us up. We got freebies. We got free bags of stuff. We got more than enough to do as contest prizes and shit. Oh, trust me. <laughs> or if you have the, a great idea for a topic, please email us. We might, you might, we might send you something. We might send you something, believe it or not. <laughs> so, Either a comic, a poster, button, something. We got autograph stuff. We got posters. We got. This is why we grab all this stuff. Yeah. To give out. It's promotion for them, for us. Why would you say something like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna take one." Well, apparently she doesn't know what her job function is. Whatever. And I had my badge on me, and she's when I went out to get more, she said something. I had my EECF badge. Reference to the podcast. If she said something, I would have bitched to her to her face, saying, "Listen, the more you bitch, the worse I give this booth a review." Yeah, it's like all I gotta do is talk, 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 talk. <laughs> so, at any rate, it was a good booth. Yeah. Other than her, uh, so in summing up all this stuff, I I, I love the Baltimore Comic Con. We, we always love it. Always love it. Every even year. Amanda Connor said. We come back. We always say yes because we love coming here. Right. We have and a blast. Next year, folks. That's right. Next year. Next year. The electric. We're, eye, we're gunning for a booth. We're gonna be having a booth there. To what capacity we'll be there in? Broadcasting. We don't know. We Probably, don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we will have stuff. More there. official stuff. And we are swag merchants. Yeah. Oh, we are swag merchants. So we'll have some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have some crazy stuff from some promotional items, and I got to get with you on something special too. All right. Um, so look for that, and I think that's going to conclude our Baltimore Bro experience. experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. As we'll probably bring up more experiences as we remember them, but yeah. right now we're just still. I'm still very drained from this weekend. I don't know about Big Candy oh, here. Yeah. I'm still on vacation, by the way. Yeah. So, but I'm just home now, so. I'm. <laughs> This is my last day of vacation. I go to work tomorrow to be off for four more days after that. Yeah. So then it's my birthday. 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 So. Going to get crunk. 
You're going to be seeing a different side of me throughout the rest of the month because guess what starts here soon? Hockey season! I'll be talking a lot about that too. So I think that's going to conclude our show today. Woohoo! Our second second podcast of the day in reference to the Comic Con. We're we're posting these back to back because I know everybody wants to get the lowdown. Um, Even if we don't give you the lowdown, here's our perspective, I guess. Do it. (laughs) Go. We had there was one guy from Denmark who came. Yeah. Ten hour trip. Jeez Louise. That's pretty cool. And one more negative shout out to the Pharaoh's charm or charm as it looks like on the front cover. Liquid Soul. Uh, created by Bradley Vance. We'll be art, using your uh, comic art, as toilet paper or something like art that. Art and dialogue by Lisa Ann Doolin. I hope you're fucking six. I hope you're fucking six years old. And this is your first attempt at a comic, because if so, wonderful job. If you're between the ages of 16 and 35, kill yourself. And again, a pos- great positive shout-out to uh, Dondre Tuesdale. Keep up the good work. We want you. Chronicles of a Bounty Hunter. Amazing. You're so awesome. All right. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> 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 Hi, Chef. <laughs> what? Um, He's dead now. Well, either way, um, I am the Reverend Ch- Jim Esquire. You are. Yes, and across from me is Chef. <laughs> Hi, Chef. Big candy. <laughs> um, we do have a couple of upcoming projects which we uh, won't be mentioning until they're set in stone. Well, you just uh, mentioned it. See, now you're just dick teasing everybody. <laughs> So they'll be like all anxious and bug like, what's no, going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? No, let me, Maybe we'll get a rephrase response. that. Mark will be all anxious, like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> then we'll tell him later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he knows. <laughs> uh, not yet. I haven't spoken to him yet. Well, uh, we can tell him though, like what it involves though. <clears throat> Can't we? Can we say that one involves dark stone? I guess so. I don't know if they listen, but... <laughs> well, uh, one involves Dark, Dark Stone, Stone Entertainment. Entertainment. Johnny Johnson. Johnson. And that's all we're going to see right now. The rest of you were teasing. Yeah. Um, but today's episode, we're going to be uh, going back to uh, a Disney... What Mark has <laughs> <laughs> deemed a Disney t- term. Adventureering! <laughs> uh, we're going to... This is probably a part one. Yeah, because... Uh, it's going to take a while for a lot of these sites to, and also just the people to, like, one, update their sites and show that, like, what their guest lists are for this year. And two, a lot of people, frankly, some people just need to get back to us because I had emailed some people and said, hey, like, let us know so we can let them know. And it's going to be a giant promotional whatever thing. And the thing is, a lot of uh, conventions, 
take place in the later, very few conventions take place in spring. A lot of them take place in the summer months. So therefore, it takes like a month or two before the preliminary lists yeah. come out. So what we're going to try to do is cover a f the few cons that are going to be happening in the next, you know, two or three weeks or the next couple of months down the line. One um, wish I wish we had. Um, they were doing this march that would have been horrifying. I've checked with their website. They still have um, stuff from August of last year, 2008. Um, I have no idea if they're doing an August since a lot of a lot of conventions. I don't know if we mentioned it on like the past two podcasts. Wizard World cut their um, cons from four down to two. They're no longer doing L.A and Texas. So they're Which only is doing, strange to me. Yeah. Why would you cut LA? I have no idea there. But what are they leaving us with? Chicago and Philadelphia and <laughs> Philadelphia is still like the bastard child, you know. Yeah. Uh but uh, they're getting uh, uh Garth Ennis. So that that's their guest of honor for this uh Philly. For Philly? He's yeah. Got Garth Ennis, the writer of Boys. And well, Punisher. that's kind of worth it, I yeah. think. Um, if you only get one autograph that entire weekend, that'd probably be worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that preliminary guest, prelim guest list probably won't be available until probably May. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the only thing they're really good for, especially like, you know, they're, they're a bulk of a media con. Yeah. Uh, they'll have so uh, boots like Spike TV. You'll and, get a handsome uh, bag of swag. Yeah, and, and, and their tables don't forget, are... Don't forget, when we give, or when we get, we give. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, we still have a lot of swag hiding away for you guys. When you email us and stuff like that... We'll, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Um, one of the cons that's coming up uh, within the next two weeks or so is the New York Comic Con. Uh, that's a big, another big media frenzy event they have a lot i mean since it takes place in new york city convention center uh our biggest fan mark has been there last year um, is he going this year i, I don't think so correspondent <laughs> correspondent uh, he's mark. gotten us a lot of stuff uh, Co correspondent things, marcus mad i uh <laughs> unfortunately there's their site we have their site up and running right now on and it I mean, we try to access their guest list, and it it's totally bogged. Their site, they bogged down their site. Their site is so loaded with stuff uh, that when we try to uh, scroll down, it, we're getting the uh, infamous beach ball of death. Beach ball. Uh, but then again, we're using a computer that's like six years old. Uh, I'm on the phone. But they have like Brian Michael Bendis, uh, the Cuthbert <laughs> brothers. Which is older, computer years or dog years? <laughs> uh, probably computer years. It's probably uh, <laughs> ten years for every six months. <laughs> um, that is one ancient computer. You have. Yeah, they have a lot. I mean, I would love to go through their list. It's a heavy duty, lots of heavy hitters. Um, Lots of big name people. They always have. Not only do they have um, 
big name people, but they're always bringing more people at the last minute. Uh, Is Alex Ovechkin gonna be there? I didn't see his name on the list, but it probably will be. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, then I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. At the end of February, we have um, February. The MegaCon, which takes place in Orlando, Florida. 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 Uh, hopefully, if things work out, at least I'll be down in there talking to at least a podcaster that uh, also covers that show. Hopefully, we'll leave some flyers. Um, their guest list, they even, from what I see and what I've been hearing through them, it sounds a a lot like Baltimore, mm -hmm. but with a few media guests. Yeah. So it's like uh, on par with Baltimore, but since not having gone there to MegaCon, um, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, I've he heard people say that they went and they had a real good time. It'll be an interesting thing to go see. Um, if I have a port newer portable at the time, I'll probably be sending messages back or recording something down there. Uh, their guest list is impressive. They even managed to get the con staple himself. The one. The only. Lou Ferrigno. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was guessing too. <laughs> is Virgil going to be there? No. Oh, oh. boy. But uh, they have some of the major people that they have. Um, One of these days, I'm just going to get a Virgil autograph and be like, God. <laughs> you know, just to get it. Uh, some of the media guests that they have is like Bo Bridges from like. Bo Star Bridges? Yeah, they have Bo Bridges from like Stargate SG1. Um, they have. Um, Two people, they would have had three people from the new Battlestar Galactica, but one, since they're filming the last few episodes, God, Bo um, the only Bo, the only Bridges brother I would want would be, uh, would be, uh, not Lloyd, uh, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> you know why? Why? Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. That's a convention we could talk about. Uh, the Lebowski Fest that they have. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I think you were telling me. Honestly, about it. I'd need to look it up. That'll probably be on the on the sequel to this. But uh, yeah, every year they have a Lebowski fest. It's all about the Big Lebowski movie, uh, and people dress up as characters from that movie. Have you ever sat down and watched that no. movie? I still have, have to watch it I, for for like a month. That's all I watched, like every day for a month straight. I don't yeah. know why. Like every day I get home from work, I'd watch the Big Lebowski. Some of the other people, like I said, they have uh, to get. They would have had Richard Hatch, but he also, even though he starred as in the old um, Battlestar, he stars in the new one as well, and they're currently filming. Uh, but James Callis, who plays Doctor Baltar on the new show, he's going to be there, and they some of the older classic people from our generation. Uh, Margaret Kidder is going to be there. Um, Margot Kidder. Margaret. Margot. However, she pronounces her name. Uh, like Christopher Lambert doesn't pronounce his name Christopher Lambert. It's Lambert. Well, yeah. Because he's... Isn't he a French-Canadian? <laughs> yeah, I think he's a probably a dick. But, either way. Uh, either way. He was Highlander, so I wouldn't fuck so, him. Because there, um, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get us on that. Um... <laughs> As per um, uh, 
comic guests. They they have like uh, Chuck Dis. Their guest of honor for that is George Perez. Boo! Uh, Had a bad run in with him, believe it or not. But other he couple- showed up, showed up to uh, Baltimore a couple of years ago, and was sitting there like drawing. I'm like, okay. So we approached him. Hey, uh, can we get your autograph? No, I'm busy. You're at a con. <laughs> you're at a fucking con. What do you mean you're busy? Oh, I gotta get this stuff done. I don't have time to sign any autographs. Then why are you there? I'm like, why are you sitting here then? Go the fuck away. You just get paid to show up here? Is that why you're here? And then, and then, and then, we tried to get him on the street and he said, Guys, you should have talked to me inside. I don't do autographs on the street. Wow. Wow. George Pratt is a fucking dick. A couple of others they have, like, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, he is awesome. Chris Claremont. Uh, Jimmy Palmiotti is the king of comic books. Ron Mars. Uh, Mark Wade. Uh, even Van Shiver. Steve McNiven, who's currently doing the Wolverine, Old Man Wolverine series. Whenever it comes out. Yeah, whenever it comes out. Um, also, uh... I've got, like... Four Charlotte. issues of it, but like, and it kind of is going nowhere. That's the only thing I don't like. It started off strong. The new one, new issue just came out. Um, I heard it's like badass. I gotta read it. Not, wait a it has the one with the Venom Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, I Empire. guess so that he uh, Wolverine uh, explains why he stopped killing. Yeah, you haven't read that one. No, I haven't read that one yet. I want to read it. It's over there somewhere. Um. Where do we go from there? Also, I think it's in March that it happens. It's um, Monster Mania. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went to Monster Mania last year. It was a zoo, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very unorganized. Organized. But it did have its payoffs. Yes, uh, we got a lot of stuff from Monster Mania last yeah. year. Um, they, a lot of people said it's... It was because of uh, Bruce Campbell being there that the you know attendance went through the roof. It was one of their biggest years ever. Yeah, but Bruce um, Campbell, that's cool and all. And <laughs> Corey Feldman, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the one that got me... The funniest thing is that they said the Corey Feldman line was twice as long as the Bruce yeah. Campbell. Go figure. The one that got me, though... Well, that's because that Lost Boys 2 had just come out or was coming out. So... And they that. said not to mention they cut off the um, Bruce Campbell line at f- like 400. Right. So. But Roddy Piper, do you remember seeing how many people were in line yeah, for him? Yeah. Holy cow. There was so many people in line for Roddy but Piper. But Piper was a nice guy. Oh, hell yeah. And it was almost the same line. Uh, the same line that was seeing Piper was there to see Keith David also. It was Keith David's first con yeah, ever. So you were getting your. You, you were getting they for. Live. Two, they live people and Keith was a very very nice guy yeah. very very personal um, but uh, their guest list this year is um, topping it off is Alice Cooper uh, which is very strange I don't know why yeah. uh, they're doing since the remake of uh, Friday the 13th dear god they're scraping the bottom of the bottom of the barrel they run out of Ran out of ideas, so they're doing remakes. Um, <laughs> Included remakes, not to, not to like get off subject once again, but remakes I've heard. Friday the Thirteenth, which is coming I'm out. out. Um, <laughs> the Karate Kid. Yeah. With Will Smith. No, it's his son. Well, either no, it's um, what's our Jada Pinkett Smith's son, but his adopted son. Whatever. 
And then, what was it, RoboCop. And Short Circuit. <laughs> Short Circuit. I haven't uh, heard about that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's like tons of like remakes coming oh, out. Fuck, I'm just going to remake um, Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Sorry, They're probably know. redoing it. I'm too. gonna remake the uh, Garbage Pail Kids movie. Farzira Balk. Uh, Farzira Balk from The Craft. Yeah, she's cute. And uh, <laughs> Waterboy. Oh yeah. What else she's done? I have no That's idea. A really bad Southern accent. Um. Not to mention a whole mess of people from. Uh, no big names right off, other than Alice Cooper and Farzira Miss Balk. Um. A lot of uh, Alice Cooper's band members seems to be there, and they have their website is also. Uh, if you guys are interested, MegaCon's website is megaconvention.com, and Monster Mania's is monstermania.com. Uh, just do a Google search. Yeah. Um, you'll what, get it. What they're doing for once again this year, they're doing the weekend pass, which is forty bucks. They're doing their dailies, which are twenty. And then they're doing their uh, their early birds, which are thirty, which means you get in the convention into the dealer rooms. What is it, an hour ahead of schedule? Yeah. So, if you really need to buy stuff and you don't want anybody to get their little mitts on it, you can pay an extra couple of bucks and get in there and get Not it. Not to mention, you don't have to fight the crowds, and there'll be a lot of um, independent yeah um, movie people. What do you in think there? about the VIP pass? One ninety nine. Uh, seems a little high. Three day pass with early admission every day. You get um, autograph and a picture guaranteed with Alice Cooper. Reserve uh, seating for the panels, which means upfront seating for the panels, whatever. I mean, the rooms are usually empty anyway. Um, a t-shirt, and you get invited to the private party with the guests. And a little steep. Yeah. I'd say I'd say if it was if it was around a hundred. Wizard World sells theirs for I think a hundred and fifty, and you get a like literally a bag full of shit. Yeah. And you get to go to the uh, signings first. Yeah. So. So, uh, uh, well, obviously, like the weekend pass for forty bucks, you can't beat that. That's three days. And if you, you get, can't make it all three days, I'm sure. Yeah, it pays for itself. I mean, it pays for itself for the first day because of the people that you get, like. Who did I get? Like the other year, I got like Muse, and I got other people. A lot yeah. of people signed for free, and it so. depends. But a lot of things with these types of cons, like Monster Mania, the the guests do charge. Yeah. Um, it depends on the guest. Uh, someone like Bruce Campbell, I think, charged forty dollars last year. Yeah. And you're, that was it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you might have if you buy a get the photo, it's like. Maybe twenty five, thirty dollars. But if you bring something from home, it might be yeah. twenty dollars. You know, instead of thirty dollars. Um, well, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, you brought up Warp Tour. Oh yeah, it's not really a convention per se. What I'd actually probably like to talk about first, though, is MacRock, which is the Mid Atlantic College Radio Music Conference. And, uh, <laughs> and it's on if I can get to the page and then these guys they need to get back to me about this but I will mention it right now um, April 3rd through the 4th uh, it is in Harrisonburg, Virginia um, it's basically a, a college radio like music conference that takes place at different venues around the city so the whole city is like, kind of like 
A convention center. Yeah, a convention center. Like, you can go from, like, the one main venue is going to tell you where to go for different people. Plus, you get little maps and stuff and how to get there. Usually, the whole town's participating in it in one way or the other. Um, Little cafes all the way up to giant gymnasiums are having shows. It's everything from, like, metal to emo to hip-hop to this to that to the other. And it's usually pretty cheap. Like, you can get a weekend button or something to go into every show, like a pass, right around 20. So, I mean, this thing basically makes no money every year. They've been in, like, financial crises for a while now, and they're still making it up, but they still put it on every year, which is cool. So, uh, hopefully everything will be going okay. They got the site up for it. Um, it's at macrock.com plus you can check it out 88.7 wxjm.com um <clears throat> and they I ha- I'll have better details in a guest list on our sequel show um but warp tour warp tour not so much a convention as it is just like a giant tour for the year I kind of threw it in there because it's it's one of those things it's like they it's like uh, you do get swag you do get like the convention feel. It was like it's like, but there's nothing. Is it like uh, Lollapalooza that they had all these like mini booths from the yeah. sponsors and yeah, yeah. It's just you get the mini booths, the sponsor shit. You get free drinks all day, pretty much from like different places. And you fifteen dollar bottles of water. <laughs> fifteen dollar bottles of water that you can't bring in yourself. Uh, check all your punk rock gear at the door because they won't let spikes in. <laughs> Not that anybody wears spikes anymore, uh, but. The hot topic wannabes do. <laughs> They're plastic. <laughs> anyway, um, usually that costs about thirty nine dollars, uh, unless you have a press pass. And <laughs> so, it's, and it's, it's usually their, a good time. I'm looking at their um, band list now, which will probably grow uh, over time. Uh, the only one I recognize is No Effects. But there's uh, yeah they're playing this year. Bad Religion's uh, playing this year. They have like uh, I don't care about a lot of the newer bands, but the AKA's uh, Tat, Streetlight Manifesto. They're Sing pretty it, good. Uh, Sing it loud. Silverstein. Now you uh, gotta remember, all these bands are not necessarily playing your date. Wherever, yeah. wherever your it's date might be. To it, be a lot of it's to be announced. So yeah. I think uh, further along they'll have their list and I'll get that back to everybody. Um, one I would like to talk about real, real quick um, is this con in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm flipping through my show notes. Uh, <laughs> yes, folks, we have show notes. Imagine that. Wow. <laughs> Coming soon, a format. Um, it's... <laughs> The NWA Wrestling Legends Weekend. Okay, for any wrestling fans out there like me, uh, it's three days and four nights of wrestling history, basically. So you're going to get a lot of people. It's August uh, 9th, or 6th through the 9th uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, some of the former guests, uh, from like, these are the guests from last year, they haven't announced this year's yet, but the former guests have included Ric Flair, Ivan Koloff, Paul Jones, Thunderbolt Patterson, Buddy Roberts, Sandy Scott, Grizzly Smith, and Johnny Weaver. That was last year's uh, attendance. Uh, the 09 VIP tickets for this year are going to be all-access passes uh, for $155, or you can get the all-access pass and the Hall of Heroes, which is like a banquet. You get, you get like, food, plus you get um, the all-access pass for the weekend, and it gets you... 
basically, the VIP gets you uh, 9 a.m. early access, easy access to auto sessions, uh, exclusive admission to the Q&As, uh, two items signed by each of the guests on the autograph stage, which is kind of cool because, like, you know, if they got a pretty extensive list, like, you know, the one I'm looking at now, eight to ten people, you're talking about, like, two items from each person for free or for what you paid to get in. So yeah, that's so a pretty good If thing. there's ten people and they're charging uh, 20 bucks, you know, a picture, yeah. to you know, that's well over, you know, $200 right there. So, so you you're, get, you're definitely getting your money with that. Um, you're getting a, a rings, a reserved ringside seats for both Saturday and Sunday wrestle matches. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you, usually they have some yeah. pretty good independent wrestling at these. Uh, you're getting a keepsake commemorative t-shirt and an official VIP access pass with a lanyard. And that's kind of cool. So <laughs> it, even if it's um, like the... If you get just the $155, you're making um, everything there back. Yeah. Uh, if you go for the all-access and you get the banquet with that, you're definitely make, still coming away. That's something even still... Because the banquet, yeah. the funny thing with the banquet, when you sit there, you're not sitting by yourself at a banquet table. You're sitting with a wrestling legend next to you. So the whole time you're at the banquet, it's you it's, and like... Oh, I'm sitting next to the Ric Flair. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. oh boy. But, um... And all that, you get all this plus the banquet for 220 Yeah. So that's not bad. Um, right now, if you book online, I think it's $92 early bird for uh, the room rate at uh, whatever hotel it's going to be at. So 92 bucks a night, that's not bad no. at all, especially for like summertime, August. Um, so log into www.nwalegends.com and get more information on that one. Um, another one we could... Uh, quickly bring up before we uh, leave you guys. Uh, I just want to make a quick reference to this that I want to check out later in the month. We'll, I'll probably bring it up again in part two. Uh, that is um, Duke Fest. Um, there's no word in reference to if he's holding it um, this summer. Uh, he used to have one here in Virginia, but he. he uh, That's due a great to, fest. Yeah. Um, but he, due to <laughs> financial stuff, he cut it back to the ones he has in uh, Tennessee. Uh, what it is is the guy who played uh, Cooter in Dukes of Hazard um, put on a like a little what it was it, it was a kind of a three way convention it was like a um, car show with a lot of uh, you know General Lees and other cars it's the, it the guys who own all the General yeah. Lees from the show they show up uh, not to mention the custom jobs that right. they do um, it was also a bluegrass festival and it was uh, a dukes of hazard convention yeah. all rolled into one and it, he held it at his uh museums that he has called cooter's place uh usually it's done up like his garage from the show yeah. and it was a great time there's a lot of people from the show there his website is uh cooter's uh so keep checking back there to see if um anything's going on We'll check back. We'll try to keep you guys updated. Um, guy who plays Scooter is a very nice guy. I met him. A lot, had a good time at the show in Virginia. It was a nice drive. And anything else? I can throw in BotCon. It's out in Pasadena. <laughs> let's let's talk about that real, real, real quick. quick. Got about three minutes to the end of the show. Uh, BotCon. All Transformers. All the time. <laughs> it's The whole thing is sponsored by uh, Transformers uh, Collectors Club and Hasbro, actually, so, uh, sponsors it as well. 
Um, the packages are going to be announced at a later date, so keep checking back at botcom.com. <laughs> uh, and I think uh, they got a room rate on there, 141 a night for Pasadena, California. I don't know how that measures up country-wise, but like I think it's uh, 28th through the 30th, so that's a pretty long time for a convention. <laughs> but this is the one where all the guys, they dress up like the robots, and if they hunch down, then they turn into the cars and stuff. Plus, they got all the... Any, Transformers-related stuff you can possibly think of. <laughs> well, that brings me to another quick one, since we got a brief little two minutes or a minute. Uh, that's Shore Leave. Um, it's a Star Trek convention oh, out yeah. of a... Uh, that's speaking of losers. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, it's held, held in um, Baltimore. Just do a Google share, search on their uh, website. Is it weird? Does Shore Leave just sound super gay? Yeah, I mean, they it, they have they do have a lot of science fiction uh, people there, especially it's like loaded down with um, Star Trek people. I mean, it's like third gunner from the left on like episode sixteen of season twelve. Yeah, they got that guy. Yeah, not I don't to understand. Not, Star not to Trek mention, it, not to mention, they might have like uh, uh, I got the let's see here guests. Let's see, July tenth to the. Um, just had to it. Up. The, I can't read. Twenty <laughs> first. Just that the site switched. They don't have a guest list mentioned yet. Tenth to the twenty first. No, the nineteenth to the twenty first. Oh, the tenth. I was like, holy uh, shit. It's in um, Baltimore, Maryland. No, I was wrong. It's the tenth through the twelfth, oh. uh, July. Um, shore leave dash. It's shore dash leave dot com. Um, I guess they'll have more. Later this year, and they have, they always have like a few main lead people, and yeah. like the third gunner from the left, yeah. the red shirt from the right that uh, died five times in that episode, and yeah. the same guy, um, and they dress up. I mean, it's, I mean, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. These people scare me. Sad, Bill. At least the Star Wars people actually build droids <laughs> that work. That's they, true. They build R two units to get beer out of the fridge. How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. Uh, also, if you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, email us at eecf25428 at comcast.com or... Dot net. Oh. You always screw it up. Take a drink, folks. Or electriceye.podcast at hotmail.com. And we have... I check that every day, all day. <laughs> <laughs> and so do I. Why Everybody I? should, too. Check your um, email. Leave us comments on iTunes, as always. I and might play a song this time. I don't know. You might play a song? I might play a song. Well, carry it away. What? Lead us out of the show? Lead, lead us out. Lead us out. All right, here we go. <clears throat> that's it. <laughs> no, really, that's it. Encore, encore, okay, I'll encore. Do it. encore. Here we go again. Pulling out the lighter. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do the slow version. That's <laughs> it. Well, good night, everybody. Night. The Electric Eye Collective. What's your geek? The Long Coat Mafia will be right back. It's a Long Coat Mafia podcast! You screaming up! Ah! 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, and ages, I hope you enjoyed this lost media mashup of the Electric Eye podcast from 2008, talking about the 2008 Baltimore Comic-Con event, and uh, talking about new cons and so forth and so on uh just to let you guys and gals and so forth and so on know that uh because the we me and big candy are no longer doing the electric eye collective i every website email and so forth and so on so on pertaining to it is defunct and thus you you get bounce backs if that if there is another electric eye collective or electric eye uh, podcast or something or someone using that name uh, it's not me it's not big candy it's somebody completely different so I uh, just want to let you all know that if you have any questions comments smart remarks or so forth and so on you can always send them to our email it is longcoatmafia at gmail.com don't forget we have several ways you can support the show if you so wish again I said if you so wish uh, that is, I should say, several ways you could support the show monetarily, if you so wish. Uh, if you do so wish, uh, you could send uh, always support us by heading over to our uh, our sponsors, W Energy. Their website is dubby.gg, and using the code LCM Podcast at checkout and. Using that checkout saves you money and sends a couple of bucks in commission our way. So, and the second way you could do that is tossing a couple of bucks in our uh, tip jar. Uh, and doing so, once we hit a couple of milestones, I will do some goofy stuff for all of you. Now, uh, the final way is our Patreon. If you sign up for Patreon, once I start posting up the new stuff for this week, uh, the full episodes, I should put a link to that before it fully drops on YouTube. You'll be able to view it on our Patreon. And it's three bucks. And once people start signing up to it, uh, I'll post more and get more engagement for all of you. And you guys get to uh, not only see videos, some of the videos before they drop on YouTube. But uh, it's a way to give us show topics, show ideas, and communicate with both me and Sasha. So, And it's only 3 bucks a month. But I know times are tough, funds are tight, and everything else. The best way you could also sh- support the show is sharing, liking, subscribing to our outlets, whatever your favorite platform might be. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or even Google. Uh, Good Pods, or whatever your favorite thing might be, Spotify, Amazon Music. So uh, please support, like, share. Uh, if the your app allows it, use uh, that comment section. Leave us a comment. That helps the algorithms grow. So please do so. Help us out, support the show, so forth and so on. Uh, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the long coat mafia podcast all the links are in the description down below or above the either way they're included part of the show and hopefully your outlet allows you to click those links if not let us know drop us an email we'll respond to you in show so uh that being said i'm going to head on out post this episode up i hope you enjoy it take care i'm the reverend godfather as always i'm a gamer I'm wearing a bikini, and I want you all to make me prove it. I'm out.
You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the Internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast.